Welcome to On Guard. It is 4.03 p.m. We are at Georgetown, Texas. I am Patrick Cheney with Chad Wood. Chad, why don't you say a little bit about yourself? Um, my name is Chad Wood, as you guys know already. Um, I'm marching with Invictus. I'm 22 years old. I've been doing Color Guard for about seven-ish years now. Did a couple years of drum corps. Is it weird to be aged out? Yes, it is absolutely weird to be aged out. I'm kind of miss but not really going to like audition camps like mm. seeing people go and have fun it's like oh I wish I was doing that but then again it's like that hurt like getting yes. done with the weekend was like awful but right okay so I guess I'll start with some questions but before I do how's your season going great I think we're like really going for it this year and I love how Invictus is breaking out of grayscale is that too much yeah. information <laughs> no it's not no um, yeah yeah it's like so cool how that's happening and we have like a new designer who's helping us out and we have like all these people like Paco's on staff now and like the whole board is like working so well together or at least that's what it seems like and good all the members <laughs> yeah, right yeah, yeah. that's what it should seem like all the members are like so much fun like everyone just gets along with each other there's no like clicks or anything like everyone just loves each other like right now everyone's eating lunch together over there and there's no one at like different tables or no one's like yeah. talking smack about each other like we're all just one big family so it's nice yeah do you have a personal time frame of where you think your group should be I guess as a performer where you want to be like going into Christmas break should mm. I call it Christmas break or winter break? Winter how do you break. Be Christmas PC winter about? break is probably a little more okay. PC. All right, cool. <laughs> but, so how do you feel like you should go into that? Um, I think we're at a pretty good place. Like, we have more than half of the show staged right now, um, and we're just constantly filling it and getting more and more done. As long as we, like, have a majority of the show before show season starts, I have a feeling we'll probably be done with the show by, by the time we start, but... Yeah, I've heard y'all have kind of taken off after that, like, first minute. And I think that right. kind of makes sense for anyone, probably. That first minute is so hard, and then you're, like, you get to the chorus, and you're, like, okay, everything's mm -hmm. fine. Mm -hmm. You know what you're doing now, you know? Right. And getting, I don't know, whenever I bring Tracy into Canyon, it's, like, just trying to get the kids and him and me and everyone on the same page of, how are we even going to count it? And then <laughs> it's, right. like, then we just fly by, mm -hmm. you know? Um, anyway, okay, so this is a question from uh, Savannah R. Uh, we had some kids across Texas write in some questions. That's awesome. Yeah, specifically New Braunfels, Texas. Nice. Um, and she wants to know, what made you want to do Color Guard? <laughs> I actually started doing Color Guard to get with a girl that I had met who was in Color Guard. She Classic. was doing like, a, like one of her like technique exercises and I like was messing around just doing it with them like being a total boy about it and they were like oh you should try color guard and I was like okay if that'll get me brownie points yes. with this girls then I'll try doing color guard and I actually really liked it and I got really good at it and um yeah and I just stuck with it and then after what happened to the girl classic question oh we ended up dating and then we ended up breaking up and it was like it was started and then ended so fast it was whatever and actually after that season that we had done the winter guard program folded and so there because was of because of y'all because we were so bad that it <laughs> folded like triple regional a like so bad and then um i ended up having to go to a different high school to do winter guard and then all the kids that i had done winter guard with never did it again 
Wow. Yeah, it was so weird. So I was the only one out of my high school group that actually continued to do Color Guard at a different high school. And for people who don't know, you're not from Texas. Not from Texas. I'm from Arvada, Colorado, and went to Arvada High School. Yeah. Don't even know literally where that... Can you, like, if you... Maybe, like, 15 minutes outside of Denver, like a little suburb out of Denver. Cool. Yeah. Okay, so we sort of talked about your first year. Uh... Here's an interesting question. I don't remember which of these girls asked this, but what is something that you felt came very naturally to you with Color Garden? Um, almost like, this is so hard to explain, but like picking up on like the patterns of things, like, oh, we always start with stretch and we do like this thing for eight counts, that thing for eight counts, that thing for eight counts, and then we move on to the next thing. And then like, doing like technique like just picking up on like the patterns and rhythms of mm-hmm. things and then so would you say that you pick up choreography easily somewhat yeah if it's like a hard trick then obviously like i have to go home and practice yeah. it and stuff like that but as far as choreography goes i try my best to make it a part of me and sort of make it like one with my body and try to like sort of like internalize all of that mm-hmm. As soon as possible. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so what is something that you felt like you struggled with when you were starting Color Guard? Oh my god. 45 tosses were always so hard. I actually was going to do a DCA group and they put me on the flag line and I was like, because I had joined like a couple weeks late and they were still like doing the show, so they were Mm -hmm. like, oh, you can be on the flag line. Um, This is your drill and uh, we're going to start showing you the choreography. And so we're like doing like drop spins and some flourishes and stuff. And then they threw a 45 toss and I could not get it for the life of me. So I ended up quitting because <laughs> I couldn't <laughs> throw the 45 toss. I was so embarrassed oh my God. that I didn't, that I couldn't throw a 45 toss. And they, they are so scary initially. What was, can you remember like the first time you tried one? Yeah. That DCA group? Yeah. I, it was just like. I, like, didn't understand, like, the pathway of it, like, coming out of my hands, and it kept, like, flying, like, 10 feet that way, and I just absolutely did not understand for the life of me how to do it, and they were like, it's okay, it's okay, you'll get it, you'll get it, and in my head, I was like, I will never get this. (laughs) So do you have, okay, knowing that fear, Mm -hmm. do you have any tricks now when you teach kids how to do 45? And you see that, like, same fear in their eyes. Right. Tracy would probably hate me for this, but I will, like, show them the prep and will only do the prep a couple of times, like, just, like, up, down, whatever, and then we'll go to the release point, and we'll stop at the release point, and we'll talk about the energy and how fast it should be coming out of your hands, and then I say, all right, now we're going to throw it, like, all you have, there's nothing to it but to do it, like, we're going to do the exact same thing that we've been doing, and then you just let go, like, once it gets to the release point. And then they all go for it, and some of them do it, and some of them drop it, and I'm like, all right, let's do it again. Like, what? all it's going to take is reps. Like, there's nothing more I can tell you now that will make you do it. Like, you just have to do it. Like, you just have to keep practicing. Yeah, I like... showing them how to keep a hand over the head and be like, <laughs> right. like just leave that there. Like, I <laughs> you don't want to bonk it's, your head. Yeah, it's terrifying. Mm-hmm. It's totally okay. Um, okay, do you remember your very first performance? This is a question from Iris. Yeah, back in that super regional A color guard, there was probably like 10 people in the audience. Like we performed at like 9 in the morning, had to rehearse at like 6 in the morning. And this was like, like a small show like RMCGA Colorado 
show like so bad and I remember like dropping shout out to everyone in Colorado <laughs> shout out to everyone yeah yes. let's hear it for the 303 yes. um and I'm pretty sure I dropped twice they put me on the saber line my first year and I was a boy so that usually happens with boys is right. they get thrown on weapon and they like figure it out pretty sure I dropped twice that show and I was like oh my god I'm so embarrassed but then I like look back at it and I was like there was only 10 people in that audience the judges probably didn't even care and all of them were like someone's parents <laughs> right so whenever you say you look back was that like a few weeks later you look back or was it like traumatizing for like a year mm, like looked back like the next day I was like oh, I okay. cannot believe I just dropped like in front of those people even though yes. it was only like 10 people who honestly just want the best for the kids like right. oh they dropped it they'll get it like they'll be fine yeah yeah okay someone did ask uh what goes through your mind immediately and i'm gonna assume let's pretend like chad present day right when you drop in a performance setting what is the first thing that happens how can i get back in as fast as possible and as gracefully as possible like like if my rifle ends up going flying 10 feet that way like what across the floor can I pull out of my butt to like get over there and pick it up and get back into the next phrase or whatever or if it's just like right in front of me like as soon as I know it's leaving my hands like picking it up and getting back in as as soon as I can right I think it's uh interesting that you say that because I think so many people assume it's like the first cuss word that comes to mind or it's like right out of like I can't believe I'm here doing this right but I think the difference with what you're saying is you have a plan you know mm-hmm. what I mean of what to think already right. when that happens so it, shout out to any high school kid who's nervous about that have a plan well a lot of people will Some people are taught to, like, oh, if you drop, like, leave your equipment there because the form matters more than anything. And, like, you should air rifle or some people are taught, like, you should go and pick it up as soon as you can because that's embarrassing that you don't have your whatever in your hands. When someone's taught that, Mm -hmm. yeah. It's, like, there's so many ways to go about it. And in all reality, I think doing the color guard part matters the most and not keeping the form intact and not leaving to pick. I don't know. It's all... It's all different everywhere. Yeah. But. Okay, so um, what is your favorite... Okay, this is kind of a huge question, but well, let's pretend like high school chat for a second. Mm-hmm. Do you remember what your favorite thing, I guess, was it just getting to be in that class with that girl? What was your favorite thing about Color Guard? Finally getting a skill. Like, the girl and the color guard, like, we weren't even, like, by each other on the floor. Like, it, like, honestly <laughs> yes. did not even It was matter. never meant to happen. Uh, yeah. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, that, and for some reason, like, painting the floor was, like, super fun. Like, I loved getting to, like, paint the floor and, like, have that day where we all just yes, hang out. bring and, back like, painted floors. Honestly, honestly, though. Um, everyone has to go through it. Right. Yeah. Um, but finally getting a skill. I remember... We were throwing triples, and, like, half of us kept dropping them, and they were, like, the vets who would catch them. And so they made us throw 100 triples over and over and, like, literally counting to 100 every single time. And I remember we were on Sabre, and we were throwing blade triples, and I kept hitting the same spot in my hand and kept dropping it, and my hands were bleeding all over the place. And I remember, like, I was so over that day that I just, like, hit the backyard and through triples over and over and over again until I finally got it and figured it out and then the next rehearsal I was like I am not letting that happen again like I never want to rehearsal like that ever again and so getting that skill was like monumental for me like if I don't have something I will work at it until I get it so I never have to go through the embarrassment of like 
being that guy or being that person who doesn't get it, you know? Okay, so what you're describing sounds like the perfect student because someone who didn't get it and then they went into their backyard. Did you do did you do anything before Color Guard that like gave you that mindset or Yes. Oh what was it? Well um before I joined Color Guard, like when I was like hanging out with some guard people and like I was like debating whether I should do Color Guard, I went into the guard room and actually stole a saber and a rifle and I'm pretty sure like someone was like I don't know where my rifle is. Like someone oh, must have no. taken like someone I must have taken someone's rifle. But I walked Crime to the styles. park after right. I walked to the park after school and just started like flipping the rifle around and I was like, "Why don't I know how to like keep it in my hands? Like I just keep like dropping it." So I just kept trying other things, like random things to keep it in my hands and um yeah, like I I just sort of like started doing it so I could be with this girl in the right, color right, guard right. like yeah. Yeah, it's interesting, though, because it's like, I remember doing things in the backyard, and I feel like everyone here in this room with Invictus eating right over there mm-hmm. probably went into their backyard to rehearse. At some, yeah. Maybe and I, I wonder about people who do that and then stop doing that. Do you know what I mean? And, like, I wonder what happens to them where they're like, okay, Like I'm the weekend warrior, like, yeah. only rehearses on the weekends and doesn't do anything during the week. Right. Um, that's a good question. Food for thought, you know? Right, like, maybe they think they're good enough that they don't need to practice anymore. Maybe they think they've reached their ultimate potential and they don't really need to worry about it anymore. So were you exposed to, like, WGI early? My first season at Arvada High School, no. Mm. Not at all. Um, But once I went to Pomona High School... Uh, the director there had done drum corps, she had done St. Anne's back in the day, and she taught groups that competed at WGI, and that's when everything was sort of exposed. I was like, oh, there's a whole other world outside of RMCGA and outside of, like, I guess TCGC. Like, mm-hmm. it's not only in your state where Tri-state, people can... Right, exactly. Those, yeah. Like, there's a whole world of incredible things. I remember going onto YouTube and watching... Flanagan High School in 2012 when they did like the prison show or whatever mm-hmm. and being like wow they have like so many boys in their color guard and they're all so cool and they do such cool things like it's not only for nerds yes. <laughs> so, like, oh yeah that was me with Northern Lights for sure yeah totally like, oh what, where is this place where it's just guys who join guards that right makes sense but yeah like it almost seemed like a fairy tale like yes this exists did y'all have a lot of guys in your high school guard there was three, including me. I feel like I had a lot, too. I had, like, four or five. Mm-hmm. But it was it was different, though, because they were not good, I guess. <laughs> right. like, it was very interesting because right. it was like, you're bringing me down, man. You know what <laughs> right. I mean? Like, we're trying to get more, you mm-hmm. know? But I don't know if that was, like, a similar situation. Um, okay, so let me look through here real fast because I think it might be interesting to just throw out one of these. Um, shout out to all the people who wrote in some comments, uh, some questions. Okay, so, oh, that's for Tracy. One, one of the kids asked, where do you get your ideas from? Like, telling them that he's going to hit them with a stick. Right. God. The stick the method. One. Yes. Okay, so here's a question from Sydney, and she wants to know, what is the main difference for a high school guard and doing an independent world group. And I assume she's asking for kids who are thinking of continuing on. Right. For high school color guard, I feel like the biggest thing is like 
learning the skills and like trying your best to get through everything like you could have a rehearsal where you learn everything and then the next rehearsal is all about going over that same choreography and trying to like figure it out and figure out the counts whereas in a world-class group or an independent class group you're almost held to the standard of I should have these skills down already and I should be working on my own to figure out like rhythm or energy or stuff like that and obviously there are people there to help you figure that stuff out but in high school it's like you are told exactly what to do and how to do it and we will run that same thing over and over again until you understand it whereas an independent it's like for the people who strive to be their best in their high school and it's for the people who already have like independent class skills Mm -hmm who continue to go on and for those who don't all it takes is practice and having a good work ethic overall what was the first drum corps you auditioned for blue knights in 2015 did you make it yeah yeah um we had november camp and december camp and i i remember and then april camp of course and i remember they were handing out contracts in december and we learned like a flag piece um it was like super like lyrical and super beautiful and there was a bunch of like hard tricks that I had never done before. 45s. Like 45 tosses. Yeah. yeah, there was a whole bunch of 45 tosses and I remember we went in small groups and this was like they're like writing down numbers for us and they're judging us and they're looking at each oh, individual God. person. There's like five of us out there and it's my turn to go out and I blew up. Like it's the last day and I completely like blew up on this flag audition. And I was so embarrassed. I actually went to the bathroom and cried a little bit. I was like, I'm not going to make this group. But they, I made it. And I learned that they weren't looking at me in that one moment. I mean, obviously they were. But they looked at the grand scale of things. Like how I did at the weekend. How I presented myself. How I did overall. Like that one moment didn't define whether I made it or not. It was just... I slipped right, and it right, like didn't right. work out for me in that right. moment and I totally thought I wasn't going to make it but yeah shout out to everyone who's auditioning right now do you have any students auditioning for drum corps um I had a girl that I taught at Keller who I believe is going to blue coats oh cool um she's going to blue coats auditions and there was a girl I taught at who auditioned for Santa Clara this last year started off as an alternate and then ended up getting an actual doc because she's incredible she was so nice. good so Yeah, I have a few auditioning, and it's very interesting to talk about what they should think about in the audition. Right. Of course you want to do well at that last run through, Mm -hmm. but I'm like, stand in the front, make sure that you are getting noticed in that learning process. Absolutely, absolutely. This is like a a super hard part. I guess there are going to be a few more. Also, I guess I should say what episode number this is, but I don't know because I don't know which ones we're going to put out in what order. (laughs) So this is episode number, insert number here. Ooh, insert number with like a really funny voice or something. Number one. Um, okay, cool. Let me see. Is there anything that you want to get off your chest? Is there anything that grinds your gears with Color Guard that you're like, why do we do it this way? Oh my god, there's too many. Um, one thing that really bugs me from like a staff perspective <coughs> is not being like not having a plan going into rehearsal like totally like some people will just sort of show up at rehearsal and they're like "Mm, what do you guys want to do today like we can do this or we can do that um what do you guys think and i think the director or whoever's in charge that day 
needs to be like, all right, we're going to start off with stretch, then do dance class, then do rifle and flag block, and then we're going to chunk through the show, and this part needs some extra help, so when we get to that part, we need to work on, like, have some kind of plan, and who's going to work with what group, instead of having it be, like, a free-for-all. Yes. Like, that kind of thing gets on my nerves. Yeah, Tracy told me once that no matter how good he is, at being a director, he mm-hmm. always has to have a plan going in. Absolutely. Which was like really, really nice to hear because I always feel like I'm over planning mm-hmm. and it's like, I wonder if that ever gets easier and I guess it doesn't. <laughs> right. But it's good because I think that's what performers want too. They want to feel like there's a plan totally. in place, you know. And text and stuff. What do you think about text? Do you like that word tech? I hate that word tech. Ever since I met Tracy, I can't help it. It's almost like demeaning. Like, <laughs> yes. oh, you're not as good as me, so you're the tech. Take the <laughs> flags and work over there. It's like, it shouldn't be like that. Like, everyone is striving towards the same goal. And obviously, like, there's one person leading the way. Mm-hmm. Um, but it should be like, oh, we're the instructional staff and we're here to teach the color guard. It's not like oh, tell them they're late or early or high or low or whatever it is. and It's so Well, that's weird. how far a text knowledge is. You know? Yeah. No, yeah. I'm just kidding. This is sarcasm. I right. don't know if anyone knows me well enough. <laughs> All right. Um, so this is an interesting question I think that you could answer because you, and correct me if I'm wrong, you, I think last summer, mm-hmm. uh, like sold your choreography for drum corps, right? Oh, my God. Yeah. I made like... A little over a thousand dollars by writing ditties and posting them on social media for money, basically. So I would ask anyone um, if they wanted me to write a ditty for them. They could choose the song, the piece of equipment, and I'll do it if they donate towards my fees. And some people would donate, like one person donated a dollar, and some people would donate like a hundred dollars. And I would just write like a quick ditty, maybe like four sixteens, or maybe like. I think one of them was like half a song and um, I actually still need to do some of those like okay. I still owe people some ditties <laughs> um, but yeah and that helped me pay for a big chunk of my summer that's that's cool um, do you think that your like social media in general helped get the word out that you know what you're doing with choreography like that I hope so yeah. I really hope so because like I like if I were to get hired on staff anywhere all I'd have to be is like Oh, check out my Instagram. Yeah, but yeah, like, yeah. you have to like have like a resume and like where you've been and where you've taught and all that stuff. And it's like, yeah, it's like. Well, a this thing. is a question from Holly. She wants to know what inspires your choreography. The music, mostly. Like, whenever I listen to music and there's like a little like thing in the background, like a little like violin part or something, it's like, oh, like that would be so cool here. Like I could totally see like a flag toss right there. Like I could see like a rifle ripple happening on this part. Like Mm -hmm. it all sort of like I envision it in my head. And then from there, once I actually get the equipment in my hands, it's like trial and error. Like, let me try this little thing or let me try this little flip. And how can I get from this little flip to this toss and make it look normal and not super awkward and weird yeah um yeah cool i feel like we should continue this conversation sometime if you have more questions for chad why don't you let me know i've got one more thing to say uh if you enjoyed this or you want to hear some more from chad or some more from anyone you need to go to patreon.com slash invictus world if you donate at least a dollar to us a month you can have more access to this type of stuff you can suggest questions 
Chad, what can you buy for a dollar? I can get a hot and spicy from McDonald's. Exactly, yeah. Skip the hot and spicy. Donate <laughs> right. to Invictus World. One dollar a month will get you premium content. Mm. Um, and yeah, I think that that would be great for you. Thank you so much, Chad. Thank and you. we will see you next time. Bye.